podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good boys and girls, two-footed podcast on Thursday, the 14th of July, brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you might be geo-blocked from. So Irish expats looking to watch the All-Ireland Hurling Final this weekend, Limerick versus Kilkenny, a Liberty Shield. VPN will get you access to RTE player, which you might be geo-blocked from if you're in another country. For UK expats wanting BBC iPlayer, ITV Hub, all four, again, Liberty Shield is the way to go. Go to libertyshield.com, use the code EPL25, that's EPL25, to get 25% off at checkout. Liberty Shield will keep your data safe. It's the number one rated VPN provider on Trustpilot and they ship worldwide. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homework company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check at homeofhopcroft.co.uk, or you can find them on Facebook. Just search for Home of Hopcroft. We're also brought to you by the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you can find on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 for 10% discount. Right, folks. Uh, yesterday, we obviously did sort of a state of the union on Premier League squad building to date this summer. And we ran through, I believe, 12 teams, finished up with Leicester City, who've done nothing. So today, we're going to start with Liverpool. We're going to work through Liverpool, the two Manchester clubs, Newcastle, Norwich, Southampton, Spurs, Watford, West Ham, Wolves, Bournemouth, no, sorry, Wolves and Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth and Fulham, both done yesterday. So let's start with Liverpool. Obviously, four needs for the season. Backup attacker, Fabio Carvalho. Backup right back, Calvin Ramsey. Starting striker, Darwin Nunes. The last remaining need for this Liverpool team is a starting central midfielder. That has been a major hole in this team for over a year now. They need someone to go into that starting midfield with Fabinho and Thiago. Naby Keita is an excellent player. Unfortunately, himself and Thiago just don't have the fitness required to play a full season of 38 games plus Champions League. So the best approach for Liverpool is to rotate them in that left-sided central midfield role so one of them is always on the pitch. That is the best approach Liverpool can take with those two players. Brian Henderson, no longer good enough to be a starter, should be the backup to Fabinho. The starting right-sided role is what they have to fill. Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott will be fine backups in in that position, but Elliott is too young and too unproven to start there regularly. We saw last year, I mean, Klopp can say he's like a new signing all he wants, 
the fact of the matter is, when Elliot came back from the injury, he clearly came back too quickly, was poor in his outings, and then for the last 10 games or so, didn't make the bench. Sitting in the stands watching rather than being involved for the majority of the title run and the Champions League run and etc. So uh, he can say he's like a new signing, but until he shows that he's going to put trust in him in the back half of a season, I'm not buying it. Same thing with Curtis Jones. We've seen it now in successive seasons. He'll play a lot in the first half of the season and he disappears in the second half of the season. It's just how it is. And Liverpool needs someone that they can rely on as a starter. They just don't have that person right now. So that's got to be their priority. They are working on at least one deal. That is factual. It remains to be seen whether it can be done. I have doubts it can be done. But if it can't be done, they've got to move on and secure someone to play in that role this season. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is not good enough. James Milner is not good enough to play in the Premier League anymore. Liverpool need to address that position. Manchester City. Again, they had four needs going into the summer. A backup defensive midfielder, they got Calvin Phillips. A backup, I had right back because I would have said Kinseo and Zinchenko. As your left backs, you're fine. Kyle Walker's the only right back and he's injury prone. And that's not going to improve as he gets older because of the type of player he is, the fast twitch player. So I would have said right back, but they're looking for a left back. So that will obviously mean Kinsale will play more right back this coming season. They may well be selling Zinchenko. David Ornstein reporting today that they are in talks with Arsenal over a over a deal to sign or uh, to sell uh, Alexander Zinchenko. Clubs and talks, City opened a sale of valuation is met. Arsenal would also agree, need to agree personal terms. Versatile 25-year-old, now a priority for Arteta after missing Martinez. Now, I like Zinchenko. He's a good player. But if you're looking at Martinez, why is the alternative a completely different type of player? Yes, Zinchenko can play left-back but he's a totally different type of left-back to Martinez. His best position is in central midfield. I would say he is a significant upgrade on Granit Xhaka, and he would fill the starting central midfield need that they have. But he can't be be brought in to be a jack-of-all-trades. He just can't. You need to bring him in, play him in midfield, and get yourself a left-back. And a centre back, and Mick, Miguel Delaney's reporting today that Arsenal could be could be open to selling Gabriel, which is just a, an absolute mess. Arsenal are a mess. There's no plan there at all. I don't want to hear that Edu has a master plan because he doesn't. Um, back to City. Cucurella would seem like the most obvious target for left back, but I wonder if they might look at someone like Jose Gea from Valencia. Similar profile, a little bit older, but would be quite a bit cheaper. They needed a backup striker. They've got one in Julian Alvarez. And they needed a starting striker, and they've got one in Erling Haaland. So just the one position left for City. There's no doubt they'll get it sorted because there's no shortage of money and no shortage of ambition at Manchester City. Manchester United then. Um 
One signing so far, Tyrell Malashia, wasn't one of the five needs that they had going into the summer. They already had two good left-backs, or two decent left-backs at the very least. They needed a starting right-back. There's been no word on that. They need a starting centre-back. Apparently, they have agreed terms with Ajax for Lissandro Martinez, so that deal should get completed fairly quickly. But he's not a centre-back in the Premier League, in my opinion. I think he's a starting defensive midfielder in the league, which is something they also need. They also need a starting central midfielder. David Ornstein reporting that they have reached total agreement with Barcelona for 75 million euros plus 10 million in add-ons for Frankie. Player side unresolved in relation to personal terms with Manchester United and deferred wages with Barcelona. Um, Curious to see how this works out. Because all reports were that he wants to stay where he is. But could Barca succeed in pushing him out? Romano, who, who actually, to be fair, was the first to have this. Uh, said his priority was to stay at Barcelona. So we'll wait and see what happens. One player in, one on the way. They'll hope another on the way, but they're still a long way short of what they need. They also need a backup goalkeeper because Dean Henderson is gone. We'll wait and see who they bring in. Newcastle United had them down for six needs, all starters. Starting goalkeeper, they got Nick Pope. That's a really good signing, and they got him at a good fee. Starting left-back, they got Matt Target back. They had him on loan. They know him. He knows them. He knows the system. It's not an exciting move, but it's a nice, solid move. It doesn't really move the needle, but he's better than what they had, although I would still prefer Jamal Lewis to him. It's just that Eddie Howe doesn't seem keen to use Jamal Lewis for whatever reason. Uh, They needed two starting centre-backs. Thus far, they've got one. Sven Botman, great signing, massive upgrade on what they had there before. They still need a partner for him. They need a starting defensive midfielder and they need a starting winger. They are currently been linked to Alexander Isak, who's a striker, obviously. I don't think he's what they need right now, though he is an upgrade without question. I would just rather fill the actual needs, rely on Callum Wilson and Chris Wood for the year and build slowly rather than trying to jam things in. I think if you bring Isak into a team that's fairly close to finished, then he can really come in at a comfortable level. If you bring him in where you've got holes everywhere and you're still trying to patch things together, that could get a little bit sketchy because he's a player that's going to need the right environment to develop in. He's a player that's going to need the right support around him on and off the pitch. And for now, Newcastle can't provide that. Um, Norwich then next. So they are currently in the midst of signing Gabriel Sara from Sao Paulo, a fee in the region of 6 million plus add-ons. He has been scouted by Norwich's recruitment department for the last four years, a box-to-box midfielder. Now I had them needing four players, a starting right back under the assumption that Max Ahrens will leave, though there's been nothing on that so far. A starting centre-back is absolutely a necessity. A starting central midfielder, 
they did get Isaac Hayden in, who's a good player. If they add Sarah, you just assume that's the new partnership, which probably means Lise Malou plays a little bit more advanced, so they play a midfield three. And then a backup striker was the final thing, because I think you've got to start taking some of the burden off Timu Puki. You know, he's a decent player, but he's not a top-class player. Now, they have signed a couple of others who... Oh, no, sorry, they haven't. I... That deal didn't go through. Um, I had something written down for them, but it didn't happen, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, this will be two players in, but they'll still need three more at the very least. And I'd like to think that... They will back Dean Smith this year. They obviously want to come straight back up, having gone down. And is that going to be possible if they don't invest properly? I don't think so, because I think the championship is going to be really, really strong. Now, Sarah looks like a really good get for them. You put him next to Hayden. It's certainly an improvement on anything they've had in midfield in recent years. Moving on to Southampton, who I think are having a great window, an absolutely brilliant window. So I had them needing six players. Thus far, they've got five of them. They need the starting goalkeeper. They got Gavin Basunu from Manchester City. Great side. Absolutely outstanding bit of business. They needed a backup goalkeeper. Matthias Liz, I don't know much about him. They got him on a free. He is quite highly regarded, so we'll wait and see. What happens with him? They needed a backup centre-back because they only really had three you'd trust. Bednarak, Salisu, Lianko, who I'm not even all that keen on. They needed someone else. They've got Armel Belakotchap. Jack Stevens can be a fine fifth centre-back. That's a strong group now. Kotchap as the third centre-back. Lianko as the fourth. I, I think that's a really strong group. Uh, they are been linked with bringing in a right back. Now, they already have Kyle Walker-Peters and Tino Livermento, but Livermento did tear his ACL. And my assumption is the reason they want someone on loan is because they're not planning to bring Livermento back until maybe the very end of the season, go through a really slow recovery with him and, and build him back up properly. Walker-Peters can also cover at left back, and maybe they feel like Thierry Small is not quite ready. So they want to have that flexibility. Uh, we'll wait and see who they bring in. But I think the defensive group is looking very, very good right now. They needed someone in midfield because they only had three. They had Ward-Prowse, Romeo, and Diallo. They brought in Romeo Lavia, very, very promising young midfielder from Manchester City. Paid quite a bit of money for him, 12 million. But huge upside, a player a lot of people are very keen on. They needed a starting attacking midfielder. Now, they've got Joe Aribo, who can play that role without question. I'd rather see him play in centre midfield and push Ward-Prowse forward. So I think maybe Ward-Prowse could influence the game a little bit more, especially if he played in sort of wider areas. I don't feel like he influences the game when he plays in centre midfield, and the, the numbers do back that up. Um, but Joe Aribo is a really good signing for them. So what I have them needing is a starting striker. Now, if Armstrong leaves, they're going to need two strikers. They need to replace Broya, 
and they'll need to replace Armstrong if he goes on loan. I'd be surprised if Armstrong was allowed to leave, but stranger things have happened. Um, be really, really curious to see what striker they look to bring in. Do they still have enough money to maybe try and get Broly on a permanent deal? It does look like Chelsea could be open to business at around 30 million. And if they could get him on top of the rest that they've done, that would be an outstanding summer. That really would be an outstanding summer. Uh, moving on then, Tottenham Hotspur. So I had them needing seven. They signed Perisic, who wasn't one of the positions I thought they needed, a left wing back. I thought, you know, Sessignon and Regulon, you'll be fine. But it does look like Regulon is on his way out the door. doesn't seem to have really clicked with uh, Antonio Conte. So if they get a good fee for him, having gotten Perisic on a Bosman, that's probably good business, to be fair. And Sessignon will still get plenty of minutes because you won't want to overplay Perisic. They need a future starting goalkeeper, similar to Leicester. They haven't addressed that yet. They may not. And it's not, you know, a necessity this year because I think doesn't Hugo Lloris have two years left on his deal. Uh, they needed a backup goalkeeper because Galini, Aglina didn't work out last year. They brought in Fraser Forster. I mean, he wouldn't have been my choice. I don't think he'd have been many people's choice, but he's solid enough. They needed a backup striker. They brought in Richarlison. Now, he's obviously a good player, and he fits really well as a backup to Kane and Son. But it's an awful lot of money to spend when you needed starting players. And it looks like you may have blown your budget out a little bit with that one. They need the starting centre midfielder, and I love this, Yves Basuma. I think he's a perfect fit. I think he's absolutely perfect for Conte midfield. So that's a great bit of business. Uh, they need two starting centre-backs. They haven't signed a starting calibre centre-back yet. They did bring in Clement Longley from Barca. And he's just not very good, is the, the be-all and the end-all of it. And it looks like Eric Dyer might maintain a starting or retain a starting berth in the team, which, again, just isn't ideal for anybody. They do need a starting right wing-back. Jed Spence is heavily linked, but doesn't seem to have gotten anywhere yet, so we'll wait and see what happens there. All, all in all, I'd be a little bit disappointed if I was a Spurs fan, even though I, I do really like the Basuma signing. And I think Richarlison makes sense from a fit point of view. I'd be disappointed with the rest of it. And I'd be disappointed that we spent 60 million on a backup attacker when we needed two starting centre-backs and a starting right wing-back. It's a very Arsenal thing to do, spend a ton of money. So you'd hope that Spurs would be a bit smarter, but I don't think Paratici is very good at what he does. Uh, Watford then. So I had them needing four. Two starting centre-backs, a starting central midfielder and a right wing-back. They haven't signed any of them. They have brought in uh, Ray Minaj and Vakan Isof Bayo, two attackers. Now, they, they will need them when Sarah and Dennis go. When I did this, it was based on who they had at the time. So they still have Sarah and Dennis, but they will look to sell them before the window is up. And they do have now two ready-made replacements. So you can see the thought process there. Uh, moving on to West Ham United, I had them needing seven players in total. 
Starting goalkeeper, they got Ariola, really like that. They had him last season, obviously did very well in the Europa League. Starting left back, no movement there yet. Starting centre back, they brought in a guard, perfect fit, ideal for what Moyes wants. And a starting striker. And it does look like they're trying to address that next. The likes of Broya, Shkamika, those are the players been linked there. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get that deal across the line. They needed two start, uh, backup central midfielders, two of them, because Noble's retired and he hasn't been any good for two years anyway. And Alex Kral was just never given an opportunity and now he's gone. So they brought in Flynn Downs. So that's one. So you've got Rice, Suchek and him. The other one, I wonder if Connor Coventry finally gets his opportunity this year. And if he does, then they don't need to buy because Connor Coventry is a good player. So they could address that internally. And then I had them needing a backup winger. Now, again, I wonder if this might be something that they can address with one of the younger players. So at the minute, I would suggest... Maybe Daniel Chester's can be the player that fills that sort of role. He is more of a central attacking midfield player, but I do think he could fill in on that right side for them if need be. He'd be the one, I guess. Now, maybe Armstrong Oko Flex, the young Irish kid, maybe he'll get an opportunity to be that backup right winger. But I would say Daniel Chester's, based on the preseason game I watched from for them the other day, Daniel Chester's might be the, the best fit of what they have right now if they want to fill that position internally. But they've still got to get a starting left back in the door and they've still got to get that starting striker. But West Ham are having a pretty good window. Uh, Wolves, I had them needing six. Now, this was based on them playing a back three again. So I had Max Kilman as one of the starting centre-backs and them needing two other starters to come in. They've got Nathan Collins. So the next move would either be another centre-back or if you're changing positions, maybe you look for someone more in midfield. Um, but I, I really like the Nathan Collins deal. I think it's a good price, and I think he's very, very good. Him and Kilman together will be really, really good. They need a starting defensive midfielder to partner Ruben Neves. I think that's something they need to address quite quickly. Um, they may lose Neves. You never know. I, I think he ends up staying this summer, but they need to find a partner for him. They did try and get Joe Polina. It didn't work. There's been rumours of Matthias Nunes. Uh, from Sporting, we'll wait and see what happens there. I think they need a starting right winger. I think they were foolish not to keep Trinkiau. You could have kept him on loan for another season and got a 10 million buy option or a buy obligation. And I think if he played regularly, he'd absolutely be worth that money. He's really talented, but decisions were made not to do that. So on they go. They need a starting striker because Raul Jimenez just isn't it anymore. And they've sent Fabio Silva on loan. I know they've got Wang in, but he's not a starting caliber number nine in the Premier League. And they need a backup goalkeeper. 
as well because John Ruddy has left the building. Now, last club then is Nottingham Forest, and I think they're having a great window. So I had them needing eight players. No, I had them needing seven players. Excuse me. I had them needing seven players. Uh, but they signed someone else outside the seven. So Julian Biancone, I didn't have down a backup centre-back, but it makes sense considering uh, Figueredo left, so he slots in as a backup centre-back. Can also fill in at right-back if needed, but I think he'll mostly be used in the the three-man central defensive group. Needed a starting goalkeeper. Bryce Samba is gone. He wasn't good enough anyway for the Premier League. Dean Henderson's a huge upgrade. Really good business. Needed a starting centre-back. Niakata is a good fit. He can play centrally or on the left. He's a really strong ball carrier. I'd like to see him play on the left with McKenna as the one in the middle. I think that's the best balance. Needed starting wing-backs. They've got Nico Williams at right wing-back. I do think it's a downgrade on Jed Spence, but he's a good wing-back and he'll fit well under Cooper. And I like the Omar Richards addition at left wing-back. I really like Awani. Now, I had it as a backup striker. He's clearly going to be a starter. I would have thought that Sam Sturridge, Sam Surridge would be the starter next to Brennan Johnson, but I'm guessing now it'll be Awani next to Brennan Johnson. Uh, they still need a starting central midfielder and a starting 10 to replace James Garner and Philip Zinkernagel. Zinkernagel has gone to Olympiacos from Watford, and Garner doesn't appear to be available on loan this season or certainly not at the minute. Uh, It looks like they have their target for that central midfield position in Lewis O'Brien from Huddersfield. Um, Somewhere in the nine to 10 million pound range is where the bid's been suggested. So they get that done, then they just need an attacking midfielder. A couple of names that have been mentioned, like like some Morgan Gibbs-White, who I think is a perfect fit. I'd love to see them. I was talking to Carl Match about this yesterday. I'd love to see them try and get Callum Hudson-Odoi on loan and play him as a 10. I think Hudson-Odoi as a 10 behind Brennan Johnson and Teo Awani could be really, really good. Pace, movement, creativity, could be the whole bag. He can flick wing to wing, doesn't have to hold the width because he's going to have wing backs there. He'll have plenty of outlets. He'll have good support behind him from a Lewis O'Brien and a Ryan Yates. And a strong defensive unit. I think Callum Hudson-Odoi could really spark in that role for that team. And it could be a cost-effective deal for them as well. So, yeah, I, I, would, uh, I would go for him. If you can get him on loan, that'd be two Premier League loans. You're allowed two Premier League loans, aren't you? So, uh, let me just... Double check that I'm almost certain that you are allowed two Premier League loans. Yeah, two players, but only one per from each club. So you can't loan two players from the same club. Yeah, so that's fine. I think Callum Hudson Adoy would be perfect. Absolutely perfect in that Forest team. I think you'd really get to unlock a lot of his playmaking, which you don't see as much when he plays in wide roles. So that's that. That is where we stand with the transfer window thus far. That is all 
20 teams for this season, plus the three that got relegated. Uh, I think Southampton, Nottingham Forest, Man City, West Ham and Liverpool are having the best windows. I think Newcastle have had a fairly sensible window so far. I think Leeds have had a good window. Palace are having a good window. I like the Sterling signing, but a lot of what Chelsea are doing is very confusing. Uh, Burnley are having a good window, and it looks like they're about to get Ian Matson from Chelsea on loan to fill that uh, backup left-back spot. So they'll just have a starting goalkeeper and a starting winger to find. And look, if they can keep Max Cornet, they don't need the winger. And if they decide that Bailey Peacock Farrell is the starting keeper, maybe that's the answer. I, I wouldn't be hugely keen, but we'll wait and see what they do there. Um, not overly keen on Arsenal's window thus far. I think Brentford have work to do. Brighton have a lot of work to do. Everton have a lot of work to do. And like I said, I'm not overly keen on what Tottenham have done. I like Basuma. I like Richarlison as a player. I don't like him 60 million, though. I forced her in Langley. Jesus wept. Like, what, what are we doing here? Uh, and the same goes for Arsenal. I mean, I like Gabriel Jesus. I don't like him as a lone nine. I certainly don't like him for 45 million. Matt Turner, I don't know anything about. Uh, Fabio Vieira, very talented, but you didn't need him. And Marquinhos is fine because it's a three million gamble. And if it doesn't work out, you'll sell them for the same money. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll go through the news, go through the gossip, and that will be us for today. Listeners' questions is tomorrow. And um, we might also do some uh, some terrible takes. So maybe we'll save that for Monday because uh, those are always fun. See you in a few. Right, welcome back. So, Kaladu Koulibaly is in London to have his medical with Chelsea. Uh, the first of three centre-backs they're hoping to add this summer, all of whom appear to be left-sided centre-backs. Uh, Koulibaly, Nathan Aki, obviously, and Presnel Kimbembe. Um, answers on the postcard if you've any idea what Chelsea are doing, because they don't seem to know. Now, maybe they think Koulibaly's playing right-side centre-back for them, but I think they're going to be disappointed with what they get if they do that. Uh, Jude Bellingham is Real Madrid's next target, according to Marca. Uh, Usman Dembele has signed a contract extension at Barcelona. I think this says a lot more about how the market for him just completely evaporated because he's taken a pay cut to stay at Barca for two years. Chelsea thought they had that deal done. He messed them around a little bit. It's a bizarre one. Um, the best of luck to him. I, I hope he can stay fit because he is a very, very good player. Super talented, but he's immature. He's inconsistent. He's injury prone. There's too many red flags for any serious club to take a look at him. A Saudi Arabian club have apparently made an offer for Cristiano Ronaldo, according to CNN in Portugal. Uh, United would receive 30 million euro. And Cristiano would receive £125 million a year for two years. 
Cristiano Ronaldo and Saudi Arabia. Money talks. Uh, Thomas Tuchel, as expected, the Athletic have reported that he just said no to Cristiano, doesn't want any part of that. Um, Bernard Leno has pleaded with Arsenal not to price him out of a move away. Arsenal seem to be, be being a bit silly asking for 11 million for a keeper they clearly don't want and is now third choice. They haven't done this well, but they don't sell well anyway. Just look at the players they've sold this summer. I mean, you couldn't make more of a mess of things if you tried. They sold Gwendozi, who's a really good midfielder, uh, for $9 million. It's about half what he's worth. They sold Mavroponos for $2.7 million. He's worth at least $10 million on the open market. And to be honest, you've just been better off keeping him. And then obviously they lost Lacazette for free. Arsenal, just, I, I just don't like what they're doing this window. Um, Huddersfield have signed Britain's tallest footballer a year after Man City scouts watched him. So Kyle Hudlin has joined Huddersfield. Uh, he is six foot nine, was playing for Solihull Moors. Six foot nine. I wonder how they're going to play next season. Big man up front. I don't know anything about the lad. I, I hope he does really well because uh, I like seeing players that go through kind of the non-league route. Um, doesn't score a lot of goals. Nine and 35 in 2021. Five and 25 last season. Um. That doesn't seem ideal at that level. Now, it seems like he'll be assigned to, oh, this season, to be fair, no, he's not tearing it up at all. Um, no, he, his goal record isn't great. Uh, it's not great at all. 15 goals in 62 games. But he's still only 22, and there's probably some development to be had there. It looks like he'll be assigned to Huddersfield's B team. Uh, as they try and bring him along. So look, it's one to keep an eye on. I hope the lad does well, because I do I do like seeing players come through the, the non-league route. Leeds and PSG are in intense negotiations for Arnaud Calimundo. Deal around 25 million euro. Very talented striker. Very, very talented striker. It's a big asking price, but Leeds are fairly full of cash at the minute, having sold... Phillips and Rafinha. I know they've spent a good bit of money, but the owner has plenty of money. So I expect that they will look to bring him in. They still have the biggest offer on the table for uh, Charles de Ketelier. He seems to prefer AC Milan, but so did Sven Botman, and look how that one worked out. Uh, so we'll wait and see. If they get de Ketelier and Calimundo, that would really top off their summer. What else do we have? Let's look. Mr. Ornstein, what are you saying? You have piece up about Zinchenko, the bit about Frankie. Uh, Burnley have agreed a deal to sign Ian Matson on a season-long loan. Mentioned that earlier. I like that signing, to be fair. And he was the one that broke the Presnel Kimbembe story. Uh, Miguel Delaney, chief football writer at The Independent, obviously. 
Uh, Juventus have approached Arsenal about Gabriel. A deal isn't impossible. He's your best centre-back. If it's not impossible, then what are you doing? Miguel Delaney says he has been told by some clubs, been told of some clubs, being pretty staggered by the Barcelona situation. Even the fact one player is owed 17 million and they're signing others. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think the majority of clubs would be allowed to operate in this manner. I really don't. Uh, Delaney says that he has been told Frankie De Jong is willing to join United, but he wants his own situation clarified, which could yet mean that he stays. John Percy had the Gabriel Sara story. He also had the Lewis O'Brien story yesterday. Let's see. To be fair, Mike McGrath was the one that broke that Ian Matson story. Uh, Arturo Vidal has gone to Flamengo. His career in Europe looks to be over. He's been a great player, so I hope he, I hope he enjoys the last remaining days of his career. Frankie de Jong. Villarreal are pushing to sign Umar Sadiq. Okay. Lisandro Martinez is not training with Ajax today, according to Mike Vervej. Uh, United are prepared to complete the signing soon. Work in progress. Serge Gnabry has seemingly done a U-turn and now wants to sign an extension at Bayern Munich. Um, he seemed very open to a move, but now that Chelsea have gone in for him, he's decided he wants to stay. Um, Sergio Gomez is another left-back to keep an eye on for Arsenal, apparently. Plays for Anderlecht. 22 years of age, 21 years of age, he'll be 22 in September. He's a talented player. He was at Barca, came through their academy, was there years. Dortmund stole him. He went to Anderlecht last summer because Dortmund just didn't feel he was ready to make the grade and he wants to go and play regularly. He had a really good season with Anderlecht under Vincent Company. He's young, he's inexperienced. He's small. He's not great defensively. He's a good player. He's good on the ball. He's good going forward. Very, very typical Spanish left back. Spanish fullbacks come in two boxes. There's the left back box where they're all somewhere between five six and five nine. They're really quick. They're creative. They're really good crosses the ball. They're really good going forward. Very good passers, and none of them can defend. And then there's the Spanish right-backs that come in the other box. They're all between, say, 5'8 and 5'11. Sometimes you get the odd six-footer, but normally 5'8 to 5'11. Very solid defensively. Very cautious with the ball. Very careful in their passing. Not the quickest and not great getting forward. And you can look at Spanish footballers for the last 15 years and look at the fullbacks. And pretty much all of them fit into one of those two boxes. Juanfran, Aspilicueta, Carvial, Ar Arbeloa, all mediocre going forward, strong defensively. 
Alba, Gaia, Cucurella. Cucurella's decent defensively, so he's probably the best of the lock defensively. Not great. Uh, Cucurella, uh, Gomez. Um, what's the other kid's name that played for? Played for Bayern. I can't think of his name. Go and look at Spanish fullbacks, and they all fit into those two boxes. It's it's a very strange phenomenon. Um, yes, Juan Bernat. That's exactly who I'm thinking of. Wolfsburg are set to sign Matthias Svenberg, Svanberg from Bologna. Surprised Bologna selling him. And uh, yeah, Thomas Tuchel said no to Cristiano. Let's just do the gossip and wrap ourselves up on that. Sending on the BBC website. Uh, the player arrested for alleged rape will not be suspended by his club. The Premier League player arrested on suspicion of rape has not been suspended and can fulfil his professional commitments, including permitted travel. The man in his 20s, who has not been named, was arrested in London on July 4th over an alleged attack. He was then further arrested on suspicion of two incidents of rape in 2021 against another woman and has been bailed until August. The player denies the allegations. We are aware of the allegations, which are currently the subject of police investigation. The club, who have also not been named, said in a statement, we have confirmed that the player denies the allegations and is on police bail pending the outcome of their inquiries. There have been no charges laid and the player can fulfil his professional commitments, including permitted travel. We take our commitments and responsibilities seriously and have followed our safeguarding policies and procedures. We will keep this matter under close consideration and will review further if circumstances change. I feel like everybody's aware of who the player is or who the player allegedly is. We're not obviously going to name him because, well, don't make it sued. Um, the club is in a difficult place here. It's the same place Manchester City found themselves in with Benjamin Mendy where they can't suspend him because that would look like an assumption of guilt and would probably be breach of contract because he hasn't actually been charged with anything yet. But at the same time, it's a really bad look that they're not suspending him. But if they suspend him, then everybody will know who it is without question. The reason we know who what Mendy did or what Mendy's alleged to have done is because he breached his bail conditions. Um, and then he was formally charged. This player has not yet been charged, so we'll wait and see what happens. But it's obviously not a it's not a good situation at all for anyone involved. Uh, Marcus Rashford is eyeing a fresh start under Eric Ten Hag. Raheem Sterling says he has more to achieve as he signs for Chelsea. By the way, Sterling is Chelsea is one of the worst hashtags I've ever seen. Um, Mesut Osul has left Fenerbahce and joined Istanbul Besiktas. I hope he does really well. I love Mesut Osul. I've always enjoyed. I think he's one of the most enjoyable players to watch of the last twenty-five years. Um, there's a piece here about Leeds and Rafinha and how much they will likely miss him. I, I think, I think he's a great player. I really do. I think he's an absolutely outstanding player. I love watching him play. It's a shame he's left the Premier League, but onwards and upwards he goes. Um, right, Manchester United forward Cristiano Ronaldo has received an offer of about 300 million euro 
to play for a club in Saudi Arabia for two years. This is the one from CNN Portugal. Ajax have accepted defeat in their bid to prevent Lisandro Martinez from leaving this summer. Um, 46 million is a lot of money, but if he's a starting defensive midfielder, I think that's fine. If he's a centre-back, I, I think United are going to regret that one. I also think if the manager wasn't new, I think United fans would be quite distressed at 60 million on Martinez and Malasia. I really do. Um, Paris Saint-Germain have approached Lionel Messi about a one-year contract extension to stay until 2024. Chelsea are targeting Presnel Kimbembe. Um, Speaking of Chelsea, Matt Law said earlier on that one of the reasons they wanted Rafinha was because they saw him as cover at right wing back. That might be the worst shout I've ever heard. Um, Serge Gnabry has been linked with Chelsea, but is close to signing a new deal at Bayern. Manchester City are monitoring the situation of Jules Kunde. I doubt it. Let me just... I just... I doubt it. I don't think stylistically he's a City centre-back. And I also think if they're selling Aki, they'll buy a left footer, not a right footer. Everton have told have been told Wolves will accept a £10 million bid for Dama Traore this summer. Be very Frank Lampard to do that. Wayne Rooney's DC United have joined the list of MLS and Premier League clubs interested in signing Jesse Lingard. Why would anyone have interest in signing Jesse Lingard? He clearly only cares about his brand, his personal brand, and nothing to do with actually playing football anymore. Um, Matthias Delict is willing to take a pay cut to join Bayern Munich for my ex. Or from, from Juventus, rather. That's interesting. I don't know I don't know that he'd need to, but we'll wait and see. Barcelona are ready to increase their bid for Robert Lewandowski. See, Barca do good things like, you know, signing Rafinha or trying to sign Jules Koundé, and then they do stupid things like signing Robert Lewandowski, who's a great player, but he's almost 34. You're going to give him a three-year contract and pay him a fortune. Chelsea are still waiting on a response from Club Bruges about Charles de Ketelier. Uh, Chelsea's bid of 37 million euro is seven more than AC Milan's bid. Leeds are interested in signing Juan Mata. I have a doubt. I have a doubt on that one, to be honest. Uh, Chelsea and England midfielder Mason Mount wants to begin negotiations over a long-term contract. Brazil forward Neymar has no intention of leaving Paris Saint-Germain. Nobody wants him anyway, so where's he going to go? French winger Usman Dembele, yada, yada. Arsenal delaying Lucas Torreira's departure after he agreed to move to Valencia. Seems odd. Uh, newly promoted Serie A side Monza are interested in signing Edinson Cavani. I think that would be a great move for him. I really do. I think that would actually be nearly a perfect move for Cavani go to a smaller club who've just been promoted um I don't think you could do much better I mean remember who Monza are they're owned by Silvio Berlusconi their president is Silvio Berlusconi they have many of the 
old Milan mafia working behind the scenes. I think he's trying to recreate what he did at um, at Milan. Not to the same level, but it is him and Galliani. And Galliani is the Don when it comes to building a great team. He's the chief architect of everything great that happened at Milan in the late 80s uh, and through the 90s and 2000s. He is the chairman of Monza. He was at Milan from 86 to 2017. They won five European Cups and eight league titles. And he was the one handling transfers for most of that period. Um, I, I think he's going to try and turn AC Monza into the new AC Milan. Now, they won't be able to do it to the same level because the money's just not the same. But yeah, I, I think it's... Um, I think it's fun. I do. I think that'd be a great place for Edinson Cavani to go. Aston Villa are willing to sell Carney Chukwemeka this summer after the England under 19 year old was not taken on the club's tour of Australia. As, like I said yesterday, really poor management by Stephen Gerrard. Manchester City have agreed to sign attacking midfielder Emilio Lawrence from Everton. He was also on the radar of Manchester United and Chelsea. He is very highly regarded and I spoke to an Everton fan yesterday who said that they're absolutely devastated to be losing him because he was sort of the brightest young thing in their academy. Um, so off he goes to City where no doubt he'll find his way to Southampton in a couple of years. Uh, that is it for today, folks. That is me. I will see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.